Sometimes they say, you're hot. And sometimes, tragically, no you're not. I'm James Dykstra, and this is History.ICU. Mary Malone was a cook in New York City, serving in some of the wealthiest homes. She had been born in Ireland in 1869, and at the age of 15 made her way to the United States. Initially living with relatives, Malone later found work in domestic service. Where she worked early on and in what positions is not clear from the historical record, but by the early 1900s, Malone could be found very successfully employed as a cook in the homes of some of New York's elite. Her signature dish was a type of ice cream with slices of peach frozen in with a dessert. If you were a servant in this time, to be a cook was a coveted position. You managed the servants, bought the food, and you had status. You were not merely Milan to your employers, but Miss Milan. For someone who had status, Milan was curiously mobile. Between 1900 and 1907, Milan worked in seven different households, never seeming to be able to settle in one, always bringing her peach ice cream with her. The likely reason for this surprising move from house to house was that it seemed as if death followed her wherever she went. No, she wasn't a mass murderer. The deaths were from something far less sinister and far more common. Typhoid. In the homes where Milan worked, typhoid would normally have been a very unusual thing. The disease is generally linked with poor neighborhoods, with bad sanitation and unsafe drinking water. This was not at all the world that Milan was working in, so New York society was shocked by the illnesses and death. Typhoid simply did not happen to them. It's probably not too surprising that after Milan worked in seven upper-class households and all had outbreaks of typhoid, someone would figure out that Milan was the one thing common to all those homes. George Soper, a sanitary engineer, and no, I don't mean a garbage man, made the connection. On a March day in 1907, he came to her with a curious demand for some of her blood, urine, and feces. Somewhat taken aback by this odd way of introducing himself, Milan came at Soper with a carving fork. He did the only sensible thing he could and beat a hasty retreat. Soper, however, was not easily put off. He later returned with the authorities, five police constables, and Milan hid. She evaded Soper and his party one way or another for five hours until a corner of her dress, caught in a doorway, revealed her position. Someone had to sit on her in the ambulance, and he described it as being like in a cage with an angry lion. Ultimately, Soper got the samples he wanted, and they were tested for typhoid. Soper believed that Milan carried the typhoid bacteria. While she was immune to the disease, she could spread it to others. Soper's hypothesis was unusual for the time, but he was proven correct when it was revealed that Milan had live typhoid bacteria in her bloodstream. Milan was held at a clinic on North Brother Island. At the time, the island was used by New York to isolate potentially contagious individuals who would not isolate themselves. While it may seem harsh to send someone into a form of exile simply because they carried a disease, you have to remember this was also a time before vaccines and antibiotics. Milan would spend the next three years there. She was finally released because Randolph Hearst and his empire championed her cause. She was able to garner sympathy in the newspapers, since it wasn't really her fault that she was a carrier of a disease. 
Should she really have to spend the rest of her life in isolation because of that? Milan's release was based on her promise not to work as a cook again. This was a promise she kept, at first. She worked in laundries, but the pay was poor. So she changed her name to Mary Brown, an easy thing to do before government-issued ID became common, and went to work as a cook, eventually in the Sloan Hospital for Women. Predictably, it had an outbreak of typhoid in 1915. Milan was returned to North Brother Island, where she lived out her life, dying in 1938. There's some question whether she ever really understood her role in the affair. She probably didn't understand that she could carry a disease that didn't make her sick herself, and in turn transmit it to others. There is perhaps a lesson in there about listening to medical authorities, even when we don't fully understand why. Now, if you were listening carefully, you might have wondered why I mentioned that Milan's signature dish was peach ice cream. Well, it seems that typhoid bacteria is killed by high heat, but does fairly well in cold conditions. In other words, she likely transmitted typhoid in her cold peach ice cream. And you have to wonder if we would have even heard of Mary Milan, if only if she'd specialized in a nice hot dish, like peach cobbler instead. <laughs> 